Uh, a pleasure to welcome our next guest. Here's a quote from an article he wrote the other day in the Financial Post. Quote, for that noisy and insistent band of politicians, activists, and interest groups pushing Canada relentlessly towards a costly net zero emissions future, the moment of success has arrived. Mission accomplished and sooner than expected. Gas is through the roof. Pump prices are so high, many people are making significant sacrifices just to fill up their tank. Families are canceling summer driving vacations. Hooray! The title of the article, High Gas Prices Have Been the Plan All Along. The author of the piece, the Member of Parliament for New Brunswick Southwest, and the Chairman of the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome back to John Williamson, joining us this morning from St. Andrews, New Brunswick. John, it's been at least a century since we had a decent conversation on the radio. Good morning. Welcome back. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you and your listeners. Yeah, I would have plugged it maybe a decade, but it, it, in some ways it feels uh, it, it feels as long with the with the 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 economy you're going through now, the high gas prices, and the economic policy that's coming out of Victoria as well as Ottawa. Indeed, well, the subheader of your piece about high gas prices have been the plan all along really was the giveaway. Here it is. The green objective has always been to price gas out of the reach of Canadian consumers. Mission accomplished. But you also go on to talk about, as this energy affordability crisis grows, and I'm quoting again, the same folks who have been working tirelessly to drive gas prices higher are now shedding crocodile tears over the fact that they're so high. We've had Legault in Quebec sending rebate checks back to Quebecers. Here in British Columbia, John, through their ICBC front, the B.C. government is returning $110 checks to motorists who've been inconvenienced by their uh, delightful high gas prices. Crocodile tears, indeed. It's going on all across the country, too, isn't it? Well, it is. And the most outrageous example, the most hypocritical, the most kind of over the top was the Green Party leaders uh, in several provinces, including British Columbia, as well as my home province of New Brunswick, writing to Justin Trudeau earlier this month, asking for both higher taxes on oil companies, but to fund, you guessed it, gasoline and energy rebates to, to consumers. Right. And this is just this is just astounding because the Greens have been constant cheerleaders for Justin Trudeau's carbon tax, energy policies to keep hydrocarbons in the ground, and to and to somehow uh, convert a modern economy to windmills and solar panels, right. which, as we're seeing in Europe, just isn't possible. Uh, there's a real there's a real there's a real gap here between the desire and the technology. And yet the Greens have been calling on even as far as Justin Trudeau has gone, which has been too far in my opinion, look at the pump prices. The Greens are saying do even more, yet now, as their policies are working, as they're getting exactly what they wanted, bone-crushing gas prices, energy prices, they're saying people need a rebate. They're right on that. They're just the wrong people to listen to. Well, of course, and they have been, and, and very carefully, very, very carefully, planning to do what exactly has happened. What's happened, though, John, is that with the pandemic and the bizarre events that have accompanied it with the lockdowns and the just the twist to the economy that it provided, all of a sudden, here we are with gas prices where they've always wanted them to be much faster than was expected. And so we have these crocodile tier 
check issuing yeah. people um, pretending to be really sympathetic to you and your your pain. We feel your pain. Well, wait a second. You're the guys that intend to cause more. That's right. And, and the solution here, obviously, is to repeal the carbon tax, get back to energy that is affordable, that working families, that pensioners can can afford, uh, not subsidize high energy sources uh, and to make reliable, affordable energy more expensive. And, you know, you left out one important variable as well. It's one the, the prime minister likes to point to whenever the question of high gas prices raised in the House of Commons. And that's the, the war in Ukraine, which has obviously contributed to to higher, uh, higher gas and energy prices. But the example I shoot back in the House of Commons, and I, I know it's the same thing in British Columbia and in Washington State, here in, here in New Brunswick, I cross 20 minutes into the state of Maine, and suddenly a liter of gasoline is 50 cents less per liter after the exchange rate. Yeah. The difference between these, 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 these Canadian U.S. prices has everything to do with taxes and bad energy prices or policies, pardon me, that are coming out of Ottawa and, and Victoria. So we can't blame the Russians for that. Yes, we can, we can point to higher than, than the normal prices, but that, that difference between Canada and the U.S. is not the fault of Vladimir Putin or the war in Ukraine. It is a result of deliberate policies promoted by the Greens, enacted by the NDP and, and the Liberals to drive up energy prices and to make life more difficult, more expensive for ordinary Canadians. And it has to stop. And, and, and yes, and I suppose, though, the point of your article, as I took it, was they've been caught uh, basically, where yeah. they where, the, where they've been caught at the finish line, probably a few years before they intended to get there. So yeah. now it's awkward. Well, and they should be they should be cheering. This is what they for for, for the last decade. This is what uh, this is what they wanted. And um, these politicians who have promoted these policies should be taking a bow. Mission accomplished, as I said, uh, tongue in cheek. Uh, but for them, this is this is this is the outcome that they wanted. Uh, I think you're right. I think this this all happened a little sooner than they expected because of world events, yeah. COVID, the war in Ukraine. Uh, so they're still in office. It's now happening. And so they're worried that voters are going to say, wait a second. This is not what we signed up, up, up for. These, these green politicians said the transition from hydrocarbons to renewables would be easy. It has not been easy. In fact, the, the evidence is there that you cannot run a modern economy on windmills and solar, solar power. The technology for batteries is not there. Perhaps it will be in, in, in my lifetime or, or my daughter's lifetime. But right now, it's a fool's errand to be cutting hydrocarbons, oil and gas off at its knees um, until there's a reliable alternative. And sadly, there is not. I wish there was, but, but we have to be realistic because we're talking now livelihoods, and people's uh, people's living standards and the policies coming out of Victoria and Ottawa are proving to be hurtful and really damaging to individuals as well as the economy. Just for comparison purposes this morning, Mr. Williamson, a, a liter of gas in Metro Vancouver will set you back yeah. 194.9, and people are happy about that. We hit 230, 233 a month or so ago, yeah. but at a buck 95 for round numbers this morning in Vancouver, yeah. what's a liter of gas in St. Andrews NB this morning, John? It's, it's a little less because our our carbon tax our, our energy taxes aren't aren't as high so it's about uh, a buck 82 okay. so a little little less um, I mean look in in Vancouver there are six 
different government taxes on pump prices. Yep. They account for 38% of the, of the, uh, of the, of, of, a, of a liter of gasoline. And again, that's all government driving that. So, you know, I, I, I know what you mean. Now that prices have fallen below $2, people feel a little better because, you know, things are, things are, things are cooling a little bit, but we need to get pump prices down considerably. So people do get on with their lives again. It is regrettable that, that people aren't able to travel, that, that, these, that these energy prices are impacting uh, people's, people's livelihoods. And I think this winter, as, as we roll into to more energy use, with home heating, uh, you're going to start hearing a term called energy poverty more and more. It's a phenomenon that, that, is, that is felt throughout uh, Europe, in particular the continent, as well as in England. And I think we're going to start seeing that here because Trudeau is just a couple years behind where Europe already is, which is, which is an unreliable energy system and sky-high prices that, uh, that are going to cause real misery to modest income earners, uh, people on a, on, a, on a fixed income, and of course, pensioners. Right. And of course, if you're seeing energy poverty here this coming winter in Canada, imagine how severe and dramatic it would be uh, comparatively in Europe during the same exactly. time. John, yeah, I'm, well, they're, I'm sorry. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're in big trouble in Europe because they're all, they made a fool's errand, the Germans, by, by, being, by, by, by hitching their dependency to, 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 to Russia. Um, hopefully, Canada will step in and help by providing more natural gas to Europe. We can do it. We just have to build the uh, the pipeline capacity to do so. All right, John, great to have you back on the show. It has been forever. And uh, let's make sure that it's not such a long time before we talk again. Tell you what, I'll keep writing. And when you see a piece you like, give me a call and I'll be happy to come on and talk about it. All right. Count on it. Thanks, John. Very much. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.